Hello. Welcome to Season 5 of the Pretty Deadly Self-Defense Podcast. I'm Susie Kalik, the creator of Pretty Deadly Self-Defense. And I'm Zipporah, a Pretty Deadly Community Guide and Online Coaching in Tebe, Uganda. In this season, Zipporah and I are exploring self-defense in Uganda, talking about the different challenges women face and what strengths we might have in common. There's a lot to discover, so welcome to the Pretty Deadly Self-Defense Podcast. And this is episode 81, and today we're going to talk about mobility and self-defense. So, what do you mean by mobility? Do you mean by mobility by walking, by public transport, by private transport? No, actually, walking, um, are you able to, the place you are in? For example, right now, I'm at my office table, and... Mobility for me right now would be how fast can I leave my office table in case a cockroach starts climbing up the bag or my foot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it's about, in this case, looking around my surroundings or what is around me and how fast can I leave that place in case something happens. Aha. Okay. So... Yeah. What you're talking about really is strategic thinking, Mm. which oftentimes we apply to different aspects of life, especially in business. You can think about strategic thinking and, you know, how, you know, how am I going to bring my my new, I don't know, whatever toilet paper to this market? You know, how I, I, I want all women from ages 25 to 30 to buy this toilet paper, how am I going to get to them? That's a form of strategic thinking. But in terms of self-defense and as well as in martial arts, strategic thinking is really about, you know, how am I going to deal with this situation in a way that, in a way that is going to benefit me most in our, in terms of, in these terms, it's about safety and it's about, you know, for planning, forethought. So when I'm thinking about strategic thinking, I'm thinking about walking into a room and noticing where are the exits? What's the easiest easiest way for me to get out of here if I have to get out of here fast? You know, which is exactly what your your example is. You know, Mm -hmm. in in your example, it's, you know, if if there's suddenly a giant cockroach, how do I get (laughs) away from it as fast as I possibly can? Yeah. What is my route? And and planning out those routes. So yeah, it's 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 all about strategic thinking, which I think is a great thing to have. You know, it's a good skill to have that women tend to kind of already innately have anyway, because we do it all the time. You know, whenever we walk into a space, especially a new space that we're not familiar with, full of mm. people we're not familiar with, we subconsciously know, like, you know, if I've got to make a quick exit, how do I get out? So, but to be aware of that thinking, and then it it means that then we can take that to the next level and actually plan escape routes, you know, realistic escape routes. So I don't know if you've ever seen um, in the United States, as well as in Germany, in public buildings, there's always a map of the interior building in case there's a fire and you have to get out of there as fast as possible. That's pretty cool. It's a cool concept, but I've never seen one of those maps where that's they're they're even easy to follow. 
you know, you're like, I don't, what is, I don't, what is that route? I don't know. You know, except the elevators are always X'd out because you can't use elevators if there's a fire. But otherwise it's all, for me, it's always like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be following on this map. Yeah. So it's a cool idea. I just don't find the maps to be very clear. I'm also not a very good map reader. So let's keep that in mind. But, but maybe also intend <laughs> that they're not that? Maybe they intend that they're not clear. I don't know. I think it's just the accepted practice, you know, that they that they're supposed to look this way. <laughs> okay. But I, I do so I don't think that the intent is necessarily bad. I think it's just sort of assuming a, an orientation skill that is maybe beyond certainly mine. I don't know about anybody else's, but the, but I think like, you know, walking into any space or, or knowing, knowing your regular spaces where you go between home and work and school and play and this and that, you know, the, the, what are those roots and what are your roots to safety? Mm. You know, which I think in a self-defense situation can mean sometimes taking like, you know, just take a half an hour and walk through those roots. Yeah. And tell yourself, like, oh, okay, I could jump in there. I could go in there. It's especially at a time when you're feeling particularly secure because of the context of your surroundings or whatever it is, to just walk through and be like, oh, I hadn't actually noticed that door there, but I know that now I can jump into that door if I need to. Yes, and there's something you mentioned that planning realistic escape routes, right? Like, they must be realistic. Exactly. A hole out of the wall. Exactly. Know? Yeah. Yes. A realistic escape route is not like you know. I know I can jump off the roof over onto that other roof, like Tom Cruise or something. You know, I don't know how to do parkour. I can't do that stuff. That's not realistic for me. Oh good. <laughs> oh my god. Like. <laughs> It is meant to be as realistic as possible, not things like in case I'll have to break those bars in my window and then, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Then go. You really need to think of realistic, realistic escape routes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But I think we, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if this is true of most women. When I was a little girl, I was very afraid of, um, somebody attacking me in the middle of the night yeah you're not alone trust me so I used to lay in bed I had a canopy bed you know one of those beds with like a, a cloth over it um mm -hmm. and I used to and I had a teddy bear that was a that was almost as big as I was that would mm -hmm. be in bed with me so I used to lay in bed and I used to strategize you know all the time of like okay so if if a killer broke into the house how could I, one, there's, because I'm somebody who's actually, I don't like having a lot of stuff. So even yeah. then as a kid underneath my bed, there was nothing to hide. Like it was really clear. You could, anybody could like see that there's a kid under the bed. So I was like, okay, I can't hide under the bed. I can't get out the windows because they're too high and I would, I would break my leg or something or, or my neck if I jumped out the windows. So, um, yeah, so that's not going to work. And obviously, I can't run out the bedroom door if the person's walking in the bedroom door. You know, that's not going to work either. I knew, even as a kid, that I'm not a fast runner. So I figured this is not a good route for me. My closet wasn't that deep. So I didn't feel like that was a good place to hide. 
So my strategy when I was a little girl was, I know, of course, it's totally ridiculous, but I would balance a ketchup bottle on the bar of my bed above my head with a string. This is a total kid thing. You know, I'd tie a string to the ketchup bottle that would also be attached to my toe or something. So if somebody broke in, I would pull the ketchup bottle and it would fall over and it would dump a bunch of ketchup all over my, my face and my chest. And it would look like a killer had got, another killer had gotten to me first. So there is no point in actually trying to hurt me because I was already dead. That is so brilliant. <laughs> that was my entire strategy. <laughs> I did such simple things that actually keep us safe. Very basic things. It's- that one was not, I think, quite as basic and also totally unrealistic. But at the same time, you know, my point is that even as a kid, I was already practicing strategic thinking. Yeah. You know, and I think that that's actually quite common, especially among young girls, because because the threats to our safety appear in our lives when we're very young. Mm, mm, mm. And although I hope that there are lots and lots and lots of women listening who have never experienced that when they were children and never were like scheming to figure out how they were going to outsmart a killer in the house. Mm. But as you mentioned, you know, I'm not alone in that thing. And I do think that girls do have those fears. And I think that those fears can manifest themselves in that way of like, you know, there's somebody in the house because, because as children, we don't have the, the life experience and the context to see those fears in more realistic ways. Right. So they become they're the monsters under the bed kind of fears Mm. because that's how we know how to interpret it as children. But we do start strategizing and even going back before that, I'm remembering as I'm talking to you, I also there was a time when I was really, really little um, and was very much afraid of monsters under my bed like kids are. And I had a lot of stuffed toys at the time. Um, And so I would make a barricade of stuffed toys around my body. So that, mm-hmm. the, so that it was harder for the monster to get to, it wouldn't have been that hard for the monster to get to me, but still in my mind, that was harder. And also by knocking over the toys, it would wake me up and I'd have a better chance of escape. And I, and I really think Susie, I know you, you keep dismissing the fact that these, these methods or the things you did as a child would not keep you safe. But I think one of the ideas around self-defense is do you feel safe, right? Like in your mind, do you feel safe by what you're doing? I feel like that hope, that tangible feeling in you that you are able, you you are safe, you feel safe. It doesn't matter if it won't work or it will work, but that alone is able to calm your nerves, help you not panic as much as you would panic without what you're able to come up with during your strategic thinking. Wow. Yes, that, yes, that's really, really insightful. You're absolutely right. And I'm, I'm, thank you for correcting me. I should stop dismissing that. You're absolutely right. It is. And and what I'm really talking about is, um, is having a plan. You know, so that the idea of mobility and self-defense, going back to your example of the cockroach, 
you know, yeah. the, and being able to get out of the house fast. And you said this, you talked about this in an earlier episode, you know, like you don't know how you got out of the house, but suddenly you're out standing outside the house. Yeah. Being able to move fast, knowing what the roots are, having a plan, you know, and knowing like, okay, I'm safe. I'm safe because I have a plan. I'm safe because I know how to use my body. I'm safe. And yes, maybe it might not work. Maybe there will be something blocking the way. Maybe there is no actual monster under my bed. But inside, I feel safe. I have a confidence because I know these things about myself. And I can move mm. on. And yes, you're absolutely right. Thank you for correcting me. That, that was good. I'm safe because I have a plan. You know, That's good. Good one. Now that I so, revealed all that my childhood fears. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty Deadly Self-Defense is a self-empowerment program through self-defense, developed from real-life experience, a lot of martial arts training, and tailored for the way women actually learn the things we actually face, and that's actually fun. Learn more at prettydeadlyselfdefense.com. You can download our app, find a class, learn how to become a trainer, or find out how to teach the Pretty Deadly program at your school or studio. And you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Pinterest, and yes, we're even on TikTok. Just search for Pretty Deadly Self-Defense and we'll be there. Our theme song is an excerpt from the original track Icarus Wish by Dead Centuries and used by generous permission of the artists. Get more tunes at deadcenturies.bandcamp.com. (laughs) 